My name is Yechene Sasitsu and this is The Clinic. I am your health prefect and welcome to your home of good music, Good Talk 99.9 Kiss FM. The clinic is where we talk about everything health because we know that total health is not just physical but mental and emotional well-being. So at this hour on this station, our discussion is for your physical, emotional and mental well-being. Now, no human being lives in isolation, right? We are all part of a community, you would agree with me, and we all live in an environment alongside animals, either as pets or on a farm for food. Now, the interaction exists between humans and animals, environment and animals, environment and humans, animals and humans, and it goes round and round and round. Today on the show, we want to talk about what the world now calls one health this is an approach to healthcare for man animal and the environment you may wonder why this is even important well let's start with this report i did on meat hygiene When it rains, the ground becomes wet, which was what I experienced as I entered the Wuse market in Abuja. But another sight that hit me was the refuse disposal spot a few kilometers from the abattoir at the deep end of the market. I stepped into the abattoir to find out the hygienic procedures. Assuming I was a customer, Lenladi Mayeri from Kaduna State started to call out to me. Ati. I asked Lenladi the first thing he does to ensure meat is healthy for sale. In this place, you have veterinary. If you carry meat, no goods. You never go get a sale customer. Because this place, then they wash table every day. Then they bring mature cow. Then they kill a cow away no well. Clad in a cream-colored kaftan is Lenladi, armed with his tools for meat cutting. I noticed there were very few flies. Lenladi told me flies around meat are actually a good sign. If you keep this meat now, you no see fly, only one or two, no follow. That meat no go chop, no be better meat. Because you never see fly too much. Because... Every day then they wash this place. Eh? Before washing, how you see the people? Eh? No the tea. Is this lucrative? I asked Lenladi. And he said he could make up to 10,000 naira on a good business day. I make 2,000, 3,000. And they chop small, small game. 5,000. If my kid move, I go chop 8,000, 10,000 in the day. It is important that meat is healthy and processed in a hygienic manner in order to avoid food poisoning which could lead to organ failure or even fatality. Why do children need access to safe water, sanitation and hygiene services? Because it supplements healthy food. 
so that children do not get sick and we can spend more time at school. Access to safe water, sanitation and hygiene services contribute to healthy growth and development of every child. Soap, water, toilet! Soap and water! Children in Nigeria need safe wash services to survive and thrive. Clean Nigeria. Use the toilet. Thank you for staying with us. This is The Clinic on your home of good music. Good talk, 99.9 KISS FM. My name is Yechi Nusasitu. Call me your health prefect. The West African Health Organization, WAHO, has tasked member states to implement effectively the One Health approach to help prevent, prepare for, detect, and respond to outbreaks. The head Epidemic and Public Health Laboratory Services, WAHO, Dr. Abdurrahman So said this in an interview with journalists in Abuja during the commemoration of the 2022 World One Health Day. Science Nigeria reports that this year makes it the seventh annual One Health Day, a global campaign that celebrates and brings attention to the need for a One Health approach to address shared health threats at the human-animal environment interface. It is commemorated every November 3rd. So what exactly is One Health? Today on the show, I have with me Okbalachika Catherine, and she is the Assistant Chief Environmental Health Officer of the Federal Ministry of Environment, Abuja. Welcome to the clinic. Yeah, thank you. It's good being here. Thank you. Okay, so are you one of the people that used to arrest us when there's dirty environment? Uh, somehow, somehow we are very good in that. Hey. If the environment is dirty, we will surely do so. You will just so, appear? Of course. I, mean, I, I Maybe I forgot to put that. I'm a sanitarian. I'm a licensed environmental health officer. Oh, yes. so you can get licenses for that too? Of course. Ah. You don't just come and become an environmental health officer. Yes. yes. So me, that I'm a health prefect right now. I'm a health prefect on radio. Okay. Can I just can I can I go and be prefecting people <laughs> about the environment? You must have the background. You must have, you know attend some um, uh, studies for you to become part part of us. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. Now I think there's something I'm gonna ask you later is how to if we find out if we find like if I see a better environment, what do I do? But don't answer that now because I need to welcome um, Dixon. So. I also have with me Dixon Akko-Silas. He is the Senior Environmental Health Officer of the Federal Ministry of Environment. Welcome to the clinic. Thank you so much and thank you for having me here. All right. Now, question that I said, if I see a dirty environment around me, what do I do? Okay, um, first of all... Can I go and report a house that has uh, dustbin somewhere? Yeah, you can, you can, but then we need to know what is actually happening there. We have our environmental health officers located in the 
states, local government, and also in a federal level. So it depends on the area where you are you know, seeing the dirty environment. So what you need to do is to go to the local government nearest to that place to report. People don't only report in a dirty environment. They report when the pollution is so much. There are pollution of the air, water, and the land, you understand. So all these things, we are open, we always welcome such things. We usually receive information. So People is it in writing? Yes, no, of course, of course, in writing. Mm. Because government works with write-up. You don't just do a verbal talk. Mm. So with the write-up, we now follow up with this. You do. We see how sometimes you go house to house inspection. That is what we do. Mm. So we receive complaint from people. Okay. So it's very welcome. Oh. It's an idea that is very welcome. Thank you so much for telling us that because I have plenty of people I want to report. Plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But okay, so let's get into the, the nitty-gritty of the matter. Today we're talking about One Health and I want to understand you know the basics the one health basics so let's start with the very basic question what is one health let's talk to you dixon all right um i will thank you again for this opportunity i would like to come down as um, low as i can so that um, everyone can understand now one health is actually a collaboration um, between um, three um, agencies or three um, partners, let me use that, um, Ministry of Health, people from Ministry of um, Agriculture and people from Ministry of Environment. So they come in, this, in, the, in the area of human health, animal health and also the share environment. Okay, so those, so those are the components? Those are like, they are like the components. So they actually come together so that they can form a coordination of um, how uh, health can be optimized, that how um, one can have a balanced health. And that is um, the basics of, um, of what One Health is all about. Okay, so it's like an integration of human health, animal health, and environmental, environmental health. health. Yes. So those three things. W- working together. Okay, so, but, but why is this important? Why is it important to have this integration, this these three components of health coming together. It is so, so important because, um, okay, um, let me give a good example. You know, we uh, we are in Nigeria. Nigeria is one of the most populous uh, uh, country, black country in the world. Now we are, we suffer malaria, for example. Mm-hmm. And so over the years, there have been, there have been plans to, to actually curb mal- malaria, but it's not actually working. Why? Because some components were left behind. So we keep facing human, people get sick, rush to us, we to rush to medical facilities to get it, to get treatment. When they get treatment, they go back to their homes and they still come down with malaria again. Mm, because all of us are very uh, Because we didn't take care of the environment. Mm. Sometimes that person is staying in an environment that is bushy, is staying in an environment that is um, having um, um, stagnant, stagnant water, water mm. and all that. So in one health approach, it means while taking those drugs is not enough, do go uh, go extra. Take care of the environment, take care of the animals living with you, then take care of yourself. Then you can have a balanced health. So once you do that, if those things are getting rid of them, at least in a, in a very short time, malaria will not be what it is today. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, do you want to add something to that? I mean, I mean um, he has told us why it is important. Are there like specific objectives that we need to understand why we we have the One Health approach? 
Okay, um, thank you very much. I think he has said it all. But then we notice that sometimes working together, you make a great impact. So notice that the diseases, the outbreaks we have, using he has mentioned uh, malaria, using COVID, you can't just fight it in one angle. So the together, working together, coordinating together, communicating together, collaborating together, brings out the fighting of these diseases. Mm. So that is the most important approach of this um, World Health. You've noticed that we've been doing that once a lifetime for a long time. Let me use Lassa fever as an example. You can't just fight Lassa by people going to the hospital. It's the same thing that we need to, first of all, how do we start? The root of this disease, where did it start from? So getting where it starts from, then we collaborate. Not only environment, health and sector, we also move down to the subnational, to the local government, communities coming, different disciplines coming together to work with us, different partners coming together to put on ideas for us to be able to fight what the human, the public health issues. Mm. Okay, so is this also because um, we have zoonoses, zoonoses being that diseases that come from, from animals. animals. So is it, could it also be because because you mentioned Lassa fever, that's what I'm thinking in, in this line. Could it also be because you know, diseases that come to humans from animals, you know, so we now have to have that one health approach. He mentioned malaria, which, you know, environments, mosquitoes breed in those environments. And then there's also the issue of Lassa fever, you know, um, Lassa coming, the, the fever or the disease coming from from rats because we we need to curb we need to deal with the issues with the disease coming from animal to human beings not only from animal to human beings mm. it can also be from human beings to the animal oh and right, then they share right. the environment mm. because the environment where they are mm. is also part of it they are not just somewhere they are in the environment mm. so we need to fight the all three of them this is why we call it a triparite you know achievement so three of them must come together both from animal to human, or human to animal, and then the environment where this is found. Mm. I mean, it makes sense. If your environment is clean, of course. rats will not breed that, in that area, and they won't come and affect, affect you, the human, human, the, you, the human, being, human being. Or just like we have COVID, if you keep your environment, you, your, you wash your, your hands, your, your, hand, your, your environment is hygienic, hygienic then you will not transfer to even your dog or your, your pets, being. other pets, or another human being. I mean, it's just, it just makes sense. Take care of your environment, take care of your, your animals, take care of yourself. And then, like that. It's just a cycle. Okay. Now, um, Dixon, how do we contribute to One Health? Let me start with the government level. How is the government level, how should the government level contribute to One Health before we come to private organizations and then even individuals? Okay, uh, thank you again for, uh, it's like you are flowing already as an environmental, uh, uh, you said, captain. <laughs> See, <of> his, so, <laughs> <laughs> okay, at government level, there are three key things the government will do uh, since they have the real power, since the real power will be, will be at their disposal. The first thing is prevention. Prevention is key at uh, government level. In fact, let me call the three things, then maybe I speak in the tone then. Prevention, um, detection, and prediction. So um, prevention is very key for us. Um, if this thing is going to cause a problem, a danger, if this is going to be a global health risk, why not take it away? When before, you know, there's a common saying that prevention is better than cure. So it's better you prevent something than 
coming down with a, an ailment from that thing then wanting to cure it you know you know if for example if, well, during the covid era if putting on a face mask will prevent you from getting covid at that time in in a, in a, when you are associating people why not put it on then save yourself coming down with covid you know the m- amount of time you waste productive time the, the what you spend on illnesses your diet you know the isolation the, the whole trauma so save yourself from that by doing something simple to prevent i just took an example so we also help in detection once we we hear there is an outbreak somewhere because recently there's an outbreak of ebola not in nigeria yes uh, so we will now say ah this so country is now coming down with ebola what can we do so we will now get, get up action. yes get into action try to check our borders make sure that uh, who is coming in and who is coming out. are people coming from that country we have to now double effort as government check make sure our borders are, are safe and people coming in and going out are checked so that we don't uh, infect the entire population with uh, and those illnesses. Then prediction is also part of what we do. In fact, the season has changed. Okay, I'm let's let me use very interesting. That the prediction. The, yeah, mm. prediction. Prediction like the season has changed. For mm. example, um, let's let me use what happened recently. You know, we had a lot of flooding issues all over the country, yes. and the, the common prediction is this cholera mm. Mm. because people will want to take safe water and because of the water they got get available most water um, reservoirs or well, water channels are already contaminated yes. so yes. so they don't have choice they would want to take water they, they won't um, they don't have that enablement to do water treatment again so they just consume what they have and before you know they come down with cholera cholera breaks out then then um, and there's sicknesses and maybe people die because of such so when environmental, when there's a change, when there's climate change, when all these factors come in play, we are able to predict that these kind of things can come. These okay. kind of things can come. Okay, so now yeah. that you mentioned the, you know, the flooding and you know, there's a prediction that you know cholera could come up. Mm. What has been done or what is being done to make sure that that does not happen, or even even when it happens, because I mean, we're actually predicting it. Yeah. What will be done to take care of those okay. that come down? There are a lot of measures that government is putting in place. Um, the first, they look at the hotspot areas. They look at areas that um, probably they've reported that there are cases already of cholera. So the hotspot area, they will send in officers. Uh, let me talk from the environment. <laughs> <laughs> send in environmental health officers. They will okay. go to those areas, then try to check, um, um, okay, if this is the hotspot, where is the source of contamination? They try to know the source. Oh, this is the main drinking source. And they will take some of those samples there, take it to a laboratory for testing. While that is being done, of course, you will not allow the people. You will create um, uh, something for them to at least keep surviving before a proper intervention comes in. So you will try to give them proper water. Like normal water treatment, there are little, little things they can do for water treatment. Of course, you can give them that so that they can. They, some of them don't even know that as simple as boiling, boiling of water, you know, it will help. Mm-hmm. So, some of them will not. So, educating them, when you educate them, do this, do this, you will not come down with cholera. So, when we swing into that action, it will reduce them before other partners can also come in and join. 
then they you see that the the issue will now you know it will not be an issue and those are, like, are probably already affected they, they can be treated of course mm. they are given treatment mm. in facilities okay yeah. that's good that's really a, actually a very good plan so let me come to you chica how can i as an individual contribute apart from me talking about it on radio right now though, but how can i contribute to one health okay just like a private you know, person. Like an individual. Uh, like now. an individual. Mm. You know, before you, st- you mentioned something, you say, can you report p- a dating environment? Is as well as doing that. Mm. All you need to do is also, as an individual, what do you do to keep safe? What do you do to prevent diseases? Do you understand? First is to also make sure there are normal, common things we usually should do. Say, make sure your environment is clean. Make sure you use, wash your hands. Make sure you wash your hands at often, you know, before using and after using the toilet. And then, Apart from that, you also, if you're, if you're the type that rare animals, because these diseases also come from animals, what do you do? Are you, do you call the uh, veterinarians to come and check your animals? Because this is a very important. So you need to also do your own at your own particular time. Making sure that your environment is clean, making sure that if you have animals, what are you doing? You check them to make sure that they are not, if they are infected, what do you do? So that it doesn't infect other animals and also to the human. Because we have a lot of diseases that come from animal to human. So then, you make sure you drink good water. Make sure you store your food away because this food is sometimes being contaminated. So these are things you have to do as, a, as an individual to prevent yourself from any disease. And then, just like you mentioned, you can also come out and give information. We also seek for information. We want to know where these things are happening. We want to hear. I know that NCDC usually, they, they have a... They have a site where if there is anything that is coming, please call us, let us know. Because it's good that we start on time to prevent these diseases. Hmm. Thank you. Okay. That's really amazing. And I'm glad that, you know, we all know that there's something that we can do. We don't just need to keep quiet. I mean, one health affects everybody. So it's about me taking care of my health. If I take care of my health, I'm taking care of the health, being responsible also for my my neighbor. So as I'm taking care of my health, as I'm taking care of my environment, I'm taking care of my nation as well. I mean, it's it's all everything. We're all interconnected. Wow. Well, it has been an interesting conversation. So maybe any final words, anything that you want to add? Okay. Final okay. advice? Okay. What would be your sanitarian advice <laughs> to your person listening right now? Okay, um, just like the team, we are using African CDC team that said protect animal yeah, um, health, protect animal, protect your yeah, environment in it. That's for one health day. For, uh, one health day. Okay. So we want you to, as you are hearing us, make sure that you. You protect yourself, your environment, and the animal that are within you. You know, within you, we work as a team. We work with apart from the three sectors, we will have different disciplines, different partners that come together. So, open up all the time if there is any issue concerning the human health, because what we are fighting is to make sure that we live healthy. And for us to fight being healthy, we must make sure that these three components are all checkmate. Mm. Thank you. What we're fighting for is to live healthy, really. I like that. <laughs> so what would be your, your own sanitarian advice? <laughs> yeah, she had said it all. So the key point is working together. And together, everyone achieves much. Yes, perfect, perfect. 
Thank you so much for this wonderful um, time that we have spent. I've been talking with Dixon Ako Silas, who is a Senior Environmental Health Officer of the Federal Ministry of Environment. Thank you for being on the clinic. Thank you so much. I'm grateful for this opportunity. Okay, and also Okwalachika Catherine. She is Sanitarian Okwalachika Catherine. (laughs) She is the Assistant Chief Environmental Health Officer of the Federal Ministry of Environment. Oh, I'm so glad being here. Thank you very much. Thank you. Meet Musa. Musa is a veterinarian. With other animal health professionals, he helps fight animal diseases and improve animal welfare. You know that. But did you know that? In doing so, Musa also helps keep you and your family healthy. The far-reaching impacts of Musa's work should not come as a surprise. In our globalized world, we are all interdependent. Animal diseases can affect the health of people, and human diseases can affect the health of animals. For example, when humans cut down trees, they affect the balance of the ecosystem and of all the creatures living in it. Usual ecosystem services such as food provision or carbon capture can become a challenge. Wild animals are sometimes forced to flee their natural habitats to find sources of food getting closer to villages. Animals and humans that should never have interacted so closely suddenly do. And dangerous pathogens can jump from one species to the next. Sound familiar? Around five new human diseases appear every year. Three of them are of animal origin, as for example Ebola and most probably COVID-19. 60% of existing human infectious diseases come from animals. Deforestation is just one example. Unregulated wildlife trade, climate change, all affect environmental health and with it animals and humans. Musa and his colleagues are at the forefront of the fight against diseases that can affect the health of all. To create a healthier world, they need to work in collaboration with other sectors. The World Organization for Animal Health helps them come together with other experts to share essential knowledge, to build a global network, and to design a common response to global threats. Because we all share one world, We all share one health. And with that audio extract from World Organization for Animal Health, we come to the end of the show today. For feedback, comments, questions, or you simply would like to share your health journey, send a message to our WhatsApp platform, write health, space it, and your message to 090-30,000. Eight nine nine, or you can send a message on social media to at DHA at DHA spelled the at sign D E A R Y E C E or at nine 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 Kiss FM Abuja. Join us same time, same station next week for more recipes to a healthy life. I pray that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. My name is Yechene Sasetu. Have a healthy and happy week ahead. I have been looking for you a 
Oh, it's you I'm wasting 